In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution coming to you with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast on a very special, historic night. Atlanta United defeats... Club America, 3-2 here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to win the Campionas Cup. It is Atlanta United's second major trophy achieved by its senior team in less than a year. It has two more trophies on the line this season. It's going to host the U.S. Open Cup in Minnesota later this month. And then it still obviously has the MLS playoffs where it's trying to defend its title. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. And on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, I'm joined as always by Jason Longshore of SoccerDownHere.net and 92.9 FM. Jason, this was one heck of a game. These are the moments why, if you love the game, why you're involved in it. These kinds of games. Because, I mean, even just as a game, once you can step back and, and get away from the accomplishment of, of winning this and winning MLS Cup, this as a match, just as a competitive match, it's an amazing night. I mean, you don't see very often Major League Soccer teams go toe-to-toe with a club like Club America, who has won more trophies than anybody else in Mexico. Usually you see the Major League Soccer team back off, get scared, play tentative, play defensively. You didn't see any of that. It was actually Las Aguilas towards the end who were losing their heads. And I honestly cannot remember a time that I've seen that happen. Yeah, we'll do some, let's do some quick housekeeping and then we'll get more into that. Uh, the goals were scored by Emerson Heinemann for Atlanta United. A beautiful sequence. Darlington Nagby to Dion Pereira. One time into Heinemann who split the center back for the run for a tap in to the lower corner. Joseph Martinez missed a penalty. Uh, a really oddly taken penalty that should have been retaken uh, because yeah. uh, Jimenez was way off his line yeah. and there were some players encroaching. Uh, then Jeff Lernowitz. Well, you equalized. You had Renato Ibarra hit the crossbar after Atlanta took the early lead. Then he put one in off the underside of the crossbar. That gets it to 1-1. Then Club America gets a goal off of a, a – bad set piece for Atlanta. The worst defended set piece I've seen in club history. Just miscommunication all the way across the board. Ball falls right in front of the goal. Heinemann saves it the first time, maybe with his arm. Uh, second time it's put past him. And that's where you start to worry. But as you were saying, Jeff Lorenowitz steps up. Right. Yeah, I was just going through the Atlanta United goals first. Oh, sorry. But that's okay. Uh, then I'm, Jeff, I'm Jeff Lorenowitz hit a... Uh, uh, a goal of a lifetime, yes. a 25-yard missile. He said that he had a chance to take one of those in the first half, and he passed it up, 
and he didn't want to miss it again. He was telling Nagby to shoot, but Nagby kind of laid it off and shielded the player. Lorenowitz put his shoelaces through it, put it in the upper corner. Again, Jimenez didn't even move. It was hit so hard and so pure. And then Joseph Martinez with another penalty, this time won by Flo Pogba, of all people, in the penalty box. A Pereira-Pogba combination. Yeah, and Martinez did not miss on this one. Buried it, upper left corner. Jimenez guessed correctly but couldn't get a hand on it. Uh, the Going back to that corner kick, it was a comedy of errors. Flo Pogba oh. ducked his head as the ball was coming near him, so he missed it. It's behind Joseph. Gressel really lost his man. Yeah. It was Martinez who, or yeah, Marti- Roger yeah. Martinez. Uh, Gressel lost him for a second, poked it, hit Emerson. He wasn't sure if it hit him in the hand, poked it again, went in. Yeah. Uh, the interesting parts about this game were so Atlanta gets the first goal. Club America says, well, we got to start working. They start working. So the next 10 or 15 minutes, they kind of take control of the game. The difference in speed between the players was really, really obvious. So we asked Lorenowitz what happened after that first 15 minutes when Club America kind of was really putting you all down. And he said, what we did, we had the three-man back line. We changed to a four-man back line. I dropped in because they were creating a lot of one-on-ones with our center backs. And then they were overloading our right side. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, our right side, their left side, which is where their first goal came from when uh, Martinez beat Escobar to the end line and put the pass across. So Lorenos dropped back, and they created a four-man back line, which left Darlington Nagby and Emerson Hyman alone in the middle. So Atlanta United at that point is in a 4-2-4 going against Club America's 4-2-4. Jeff said he told Nagby, you've got to get – I can't help you now. You've got to switch the field by yourself, and Nagby was able to do it all night long. And then – Atlanta slowly got the momentum, got the confidence, could have easily won. It's one of those games that could have been 5-4 either way, yeah. could have been 4-3 either way, but Atlanta United wins it 3-2. to two. Yeah, it, it's subtle. I mean, you know, when, when Jeff's laying that out that way, it's not something that it didn't look like a line of four all that often, but Jeff, being the, the smart player that he is, knew when he had to drop, and he also knew that, you know, look, at, when I can get to there to help Darlington and, and Heinemann in the midfield, I need to. I can't do it every time. But he did step up, and as we saw in the goal, it, it changed. What I liked for Atlanta was maybe even more than anything like that that changed it was just the mentality because I, I keep going back. I felt like I've been going back to this all day. Um, Domi Tarrant said it after NYC's loss here on Sunday that you've got to be brave when you come in here. You've got you, you've got to be brave to play against Atlanta. I think for Atlanta tonight, they had to be brave to play through Club America mm-hmm. because if they had tried to do it another way, it wouldn't have worked. And Nagby, Hindman, I thought, was, was in a very underrated kind of role, was very good all night long. Um, Dion Pereira struggled at first. He was getting pinned in. I thought, you know, with Jeff dropping into that back line before that, Pogba and Pereira were really having problems with Renato Ibarra. He had the shot off the bar first, then he gets the goal after the ball from Martinez. Once they were able to flip it, they got Paul Aguilar on his heels. He had to stay home. And Pereira eventually started breaking him down. And you're talking about Dion Pereira with a handful of professional games at the first team level, up against Paul Aguilar, who is a, a, an icon for Club America and two World Cups, and 
You know, they're just the most important player they have in the squad. And Pereira beat him consistently after the 25th, 30th minute. They started to turn the game on its head. And that's what was so strange about the corner kick goal that they gave up because it felt like Atlanta was in control going into halftime. A couple little moments and wobbles here and there. Second half, a little bit of a weird start, but you, you get into it and you give up a goal kind of out of nowhere. I mean, if I remember right, it was a little sloppy from Pogba, the clearance, you give up the corner, and it's just everybody looking at one another on the delivery. And it didn't seem to phase Atlanta. That's the difference, I think, between this team, what, in, in 2017 before they came here where they'd have moments that it'd fall apart and it just kept falling apart. It's the difference between the performance in Chicago, for example, where you give a bad goal and it just keeps falling apart. Right. It didn't even seem to have a negative reaction at all. You get the goal from Jeff and then you're on your way. It was... Uh, yeah, it, it was a professional performance. But yeah. It's the type of performance that MLS needed. Um, you know, Atlanta United's roster is deep. It's, we've said it's deeper than we think any team in the league. Keeping in mind, Club America played 10 of the 11 guys who beat Toluca mm-hmm. this weekend. Atlanta United had five changes in its starting lineup yeah. and was forced to make an injury substitution in the middle of the first half yeah. when Escobar left for the hamstring. And they still were able to do this to Club America tonight. You had Dion Pereira, who hasn't started in three to four games. Emerson Heinemann, who I don't think has started since the Orlando semifinal in the U.S. Open, coming in. Pogba, who starts once every couple of weeks. Pogba was so good tonight. Yeah, I thought I thought he struggled a little bit. I thought he made up for it with the, with the penalty. The, the thing um, about Pogba, look, he made mistakes, and and a lot of it. But they're understandable because he hasn't played a lot, right? And and what was really interesting about about Flo tonight, I didn't think he had that kind of game in him because he covered a ton of ground. He stepped forward when he needed to. He was dangerous, and he played with a personality. And that's I think the biggest thing about Atlanta United and their performance tonight was. So often you see American teams, whether it's a national team or a club team, when they play Mexican teams, they lose their personality. They play very vanilla. They play very basic. They play very scared, very mm-hmm. conservative. Atlanta played with swagger, with with flair, and kind of with an in-your-face attitude. You know, the game got chippy. Atlanta didn't care. Florentine Pogba spinning around players. Dion Pereira's step over, step over to Paul Aguilar. I mean, it was just... A confident, swaggering kind of performance that I don't think we've ever seen. I mean, there's only been one team with a trophy on the line, one American team that beat a Mexican team with a trophy on the line. It was D.C. United over Toluca in the 1998 CONCACAF Champions Cup final, at RFK, by the way. Um, That was a very basic performance. A good one, you got the win, but it wasn't this. This is this feels like a measuring stick, and it feels maybe like a, a new chapter started. There are two more players that I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, the first was Alec Can, who started this game. Frank explained afterward, Alec was supposed to start uh, the U.S. Open Cup game and got the flu. He was supposed to start a USL game and it got rained out. Right. So he has not started a game for Atlanta United since... I think it was Columbus. 
I can't. Brad may have started that game. Yeah, in the Brad US played Open that Cup. one. I don't the think Alec played an Open Cup. Then he year. played. Yeah, he played the Charleston game. Okay. So it's been that long since Alec has played. He comes in Club America, gigantic save in uh-huh. the first couple of minutes. Uh-huh. It was. It wasn't a header hit with pace. Uh, that was Pogba gave up that header right. to Aguilar. Right. Khan saved it with his left hand. Yeah. Had another diving save in the second half. The corner kick. I don't know whose responsibility it was, but it was yeah, someone's. He's the goalie. Five guys made mistakes. Yeah. But Alec Can had a gigantic night for Atlanta United. I tweeted that I think he's probably the best backup keeper in Major League Soccer. He has the size. He has the temperament. He's just a good guy, mm-hmm. too. If you've ever known him, he's, he's a Atlanta native. Um, I loved at the final whistle, and I don't know if you saw it, um, Brad Gazan beat everybody in a sprint off the bench, which, first off, that's impressive in and of itself. <laughs> And he nearly belly-to-belly suplexed Alacan over his head. He was so happy for him. That was really cool to see. I saw Brad jumping up off the bench multiple times during the match. Like when there was a big tackle right in front of him, he was up yelling. And he sprinted out there to congratulate Can. That was very cool. And the other player is Pitti Martinez. Pitti was up for this game. From the first minute when he made a defensive, uh, he dispossessed a Club America player and went on a run. This is the Pitti Martinez offense and defense that we've been waiting to see all season. I don't know if it was the opponent that got him motivated. I don't know what it was, but he was fantastic tonight. You you see some players sometimes who maybe struggle to get up for, for an ordinary league match, but shine in big moments. Pitti's that kind of guy. I, I think when the lights are bright for Pitti, God, he, he, he up for it. I mean, that's definitely the way I would put it. He, it, it it's not an insult to say that, that, that that's how some players are. It's not a, a knock. It's just it's hard to be up the same way for every single match. They are different. This one, very quickly, you could sense that, wait a minute, this is going to be a night. This is going to be a night you remember. And, and Pitti brought it. I mean, Pitti, you talk about the swagger, you talk about all of that. Pitti brought all of it, nearly put a free kick into the upper 90 that was headed off the line. That was a fantastic free kick. Oh, beautiful free kick. And he had so many big moments throughout the night. Pitti yeah. was That pass really he made big. to, I thought it was uh, Hyman who made it, but it was him to Joseph and mm-hmm. forced a save yep. later in the second half. I mean, there was only, like, I think two moments in the game where I went, oh, Pitti, what are you doing? Um but more often than not, it was, oh, Pity, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about Pity, like, you'll take those those moments where he's really trying something that only he can try when he plays the, a match like this, when he has all of those good moments. And he created more chances than anybody else for Atlanta tonight. He was massive. So now <clears throat> Atlanta United flies to Portland on Sunday, which is going to have an axe haha, to grind. After losing here uh, in the MLS Cup Final, it's going to be a tough game for Atlanta United. I don't know how much emotional capital they're going to have left uh, for this one on Sunday after this tonight. You didn't see Eric Rometty. Uh, he didn't even make the 18 tonight, so he, I think, is going to be a huge player on Sunday. Franco Escobar, I will be surprised if he even makes the trip. Right. So that means you're going to have your back line again of, of either Pogba or Parkhurst, Leandro and Miles. Would love to see if Pogba can put a couple of performances together. That's that's kind of the next step for him. But you know, 
Jeff, we were asking Jeff about this, and Jeff said we got to win a road game. We haven't won yeah. a league road game in a long time, and this is going to be a would be a good one to win because of all the factors I just said. Um, so now Atlanta has to build off of this. Winning the Campionas Cup is good. It's not as good as winning the U.S. Open Cup. No. It's not as good as winning the MLS Cup. No, no. So while this will be a trophy season for Atlanta United, I don't think it's the trophy they expected, probably or one they most wanted. So now they have to build off of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, These next three on the road are all challenging, and you have an Open Cup final in the midst of it too. This one, I think you have a really good point. You're going to have to like come down from this. Not forget it because you want to build on it. Because right. the intensity you played with tonight was just another level. And you're going to need that on Sunday. Eric Rometty, fresh. George Bello was here tonight. Maybe he's close to giving you something. Tito Vialba didn't get in tonight. I think the game just played itself to where there wasn't a spot for him. Ezekiel Barco didn't play much, just a few minutes at the end. Justin Merrim didn't play a whole lot. Yeah, Justin Merrim should be fresh. You've got guys you can rotate through if you need to. If Pitti needs to come off the bench, for example, because he's put in a lot of minutes here lately. You can pull that off. Portland playing tonight. You've still got Mo Adams sitting out there, too. You do. You do, and it might be a game to give Mo Adams on the road against a a very talented Portland attack. Portland tonight took an early lead against Chicago. They also got a first-half red card on Alexander Katai that will help them out. So they're not going to be tested as much as you would have hoped. But if you get anything out of Portland, you're happy. If you get a result, you're happy. You go to Orlando after that. That's a game that, yes, you should win. However, Orlando won tonight. Orlando is still very much alive in the playoff race. And at some point, Orlando is going to beat Atlanta. You don't want it to be this one. And then you have an Open Cup final. And then you go to Philly, who is still leading the East. So you do have to prove that you can take this form out on the road and play with that level of intensity that we've seen now, tonight, a lot of it on Sunday against NYC. We saw it against D.C., especially in the second half. It feels like it's been building and building and building. It needs to keep building and keep growing. They're showing Jeff Warrens' goal on the screen here, and I'm seeing for the first time that it actually hit Pity on the back. I think it hit a Club America player. Like, it, I, I think like it Pitty. took a slight deflection off their head. It didn't really change much, but yeah, yeah but it was an absolute Just a, a, a neat little thing. All right, uh, it is <laughs> 10 after 12, and I have not added a quote to a story yet. Um <laughs> So I'm going to be up a long time. Jason, what do you have upcoming? We've got overreaction Monday starting in about eight plus hours. Um, Soccer Down Here app, uh, SoccerDownHere.net, and on Spreaker. And we'll have a normal show tomorrow, normal show on Friday. We will not have a show Monday. Uh, we will. Ha- I will be on uh, Southern Fried Soccer after the Portland game because we're not on a charter. We're flying back on Monday. Um, so there you go. Maybe I'm on a charter. Oh, you ever thought about that? Look at this guy. <laughs> now, I'm going to have, obviously, the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast, player ratings, a little thing on Alec Can, thing on Jeff Lernowitz, a thing on what this means, a thing on how Atlanta keeps it going. But for right now, I'm going to wrap this up because i got to drive home and do all this. Um, so you'll see a little bit in the morning, some throughout the day. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. 
I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends. And I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta United, 3-2 to two winners over Club America to take the Campionas Cup. First MLS team to win the tournament, which is only in its second year, but still impressive. Atlanta United knocks off Club America and Monterey in the same calendar year. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.